Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm K-Muse. I'm Drama Geek. And I'm K-Drama Jen. So don't forget we have exclusive content available through Patreon for our VIP supporters. And we also have a Discord chat for our Patreon supporters. So we've been having a lot of fun in Discord, so uh, please consider supporting us as a Patreon. We'd love to have you join us. Hey, everyone. Quick note, we recorded this podcast right before everything blew up with Jisoo and the bullying allegations. And we're not going to go in depth into those details at this time. If you're interested, there's tons of info on the Internet. But in light of the scandal and change of the actor from episode eight on, we felt that we kind of had to postpone releasing our original podcast till we could comment on the new direction of the drama. So we're going to air the podcast that we originally recorded first, and then we have an additional segment at the end where we're going to talk about the uh, new actor, whether it's working for us, and just some basic details on that to conclude the podcast. So if you're wondering why the heck this is happening and we're sending it out and it doesn't sound like we're um, talking about it, we will at the end. A few weeks ago, we did a fangirl stalking episode on Kim So Hyun, and we had mentioned that she had this new drama coming out with Jisoo, which we are all kind of excited about. And so originally, we weren't planning on doing a full episode of River, River Where the Moon Rises, but it turns out that we really love this drama. And when we love something, it's impossible for us not to talk about it, and we want to share all our feelings, so here we are. And also, just a warning, due to the fact that we are going to be discussing the first four episodes, just be aware that there will be spoilers. You have been warned. All right, so we always start these out with what made us want to watch this drama. And I will admit that Jisoo had a lot to do <laughs> with my wanting to watch it. He, His drama choices, last year's one, it was... I was excited he was cast as the lead and then all of a sudden he ended up being the little brother of from the married couple and it just was sad and weird and I did not watch it. But he has been cast with somebody he's done a short before and um, Kim So-hyun and his chemistry has already been established and I was very excited about the two of them and then um, period dramas or historicals, it just depends on the actual um, production and storyline. If I'm going to be able to follow through how many, how much politicking goes on and all of that. But it seemed like it was the right type of it's, it reminded me of how I felt of when I started watching my country. So I was like, okay, I think I can um, handle this one. So that's what made me choose to try it. So for me, I was seeing all of this um, promotion stuff for this drama start coming out. And, you know, they promote the screenshots and the trailers. And the second I saw the screenshots of the leading lady going all assassin and warrior, I was so in. She looks amazing. And I'm like, I really hope this story is good because those visuals are totally doing it for me. So I was in. So um, Jisoo is definitely part of the menagerie. So when he has a drama, I definitely will be jumping in. And actually, I really also like Kim Sohyun. 
she is not a hundred percent for me, so it wouldn't necessarily be the main reason I would watch. But when we saw the teaser for this, it was like she really has come into her own. Um, and I know in our previous podcast, I think it was Drama Geek that said, you know, this is really probably what's going to define her as a adult female actress. She's had all of these childhood actress um, roles, but this one, um, I think is, and I agree a hundred percent now after seeing it. Yeah, I'm in, I'm impressed. So I decided that I wanted to watch this drama pretty much from the moment I heard about it coming out. And it has moon in the title. And Correct. We know <laughs> that if it has moon in the title, it's going to be good. Although that might not work because our, the one that we really like, um, Yu Seung Ho. He has a new drama with Moon in the title, but like Harry, Harry, Harry? Oh. the one, yeah, she's up for the lead, and I'm like, and she's one of the few actresses that I'm like, oh no. So she did anyway. She was in 1988, and she did well in that. But that's all she's done. With I her. know, I know, <laughs> the only one out of how many dramas that they put her in now. And Yu Sung Ho is not necessarily the best at coaxing a good reaction out of his leading ladies. I mean, he didn't even really do a good job with Park Min Young. And I think she could have, you know, acted with a squash and been, you know, had chemistry. So So I'm sad. The moon. We'll see. No, maybe moon will, maybe it will save the day. You don't know. The power of moon is power of moon. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right so back on topic <laughs> what i love is that when we create these outlines i get the questions that are so dear to my heart for example <laughs> uh, my question is what did we think about the cinematography on a scale of one to ten and anyone who follows the blog or the podcast knows that it is drama geek and k muse who are kind of the ones who always talk about cinematography um, but even for a Luddite like me, I can tell that there is some pretty badass cinematography going on right here um, because it's just, I don't know if it's the lighting or the directing or the camera angle or whatever, but the fight scenes are crisp and clear and awesome. The, um, you know, they have these moments where the, the assassins are in shadow and they're doing different things and that's done really well. Um, and I think that Jisoo, every time they turn the camera on him, they're getting just the perfect angle. I mean, maybe he's just fantastically gorgeous, but he is just um, like, they're all so beautiful in the show. And I think that that is probably partly due to the cinematography. What do you all think? (laughs) I so, think I get, accidentally gave you that question two like <laughs> podcasts in a row. That's <laughs> correct. So I was thinking about recording the podcast this morning as I finished episode four, and I was watching um, the memorial scene and the shot of the hill that his the Jesus uh, character is the son of a general. And it's on this hill and his like grave thingy is there. And just first the group of them at on that on the mount the side of the mountain with the backdrop of that 
and them mourning him made me cry. Of course, I'm thinking of the hot Kong Hanul that, <laughs> that they are mourning. But and then later she comes and um, is kind of paying her respects to the general, and after she's you know kind of got her memories back and stuff, and it I teared up i was uh, crying because it just was so beautiful the way it was shot the way they did it the 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 angle in which they caught the the hill and everything but i think you're right as like they do a great job at the camera angles with jisoo not that he's not acting isn't getting this across but like the the difference in the goofy Jisoo and then the more serious one and how they're capturing his face and stuff. It, it's just really good. Like they're doing a really good job. And then the queen and the princess shots as well. I just feel like the cinematography is playing into a lot of the, the awe-ness. I have to watch it on my TV. Like I have to kick the kids off. Like this, I didn't watch it last night and waited till this morning because they were going to be asleep and not playing video games <laughs> so that I could watch it on the TV because it's just that beautiful. I completely agree with you guys. I definitely, I give this a solid nine. I would say my country is my 10 Mm -hmm. and it's really hard to hit my country level because just with that quality of the action. And I think this is maybe just a step below when it comes to the fighting scenes, but almost there. And so I do give it a nine and the lighting, the way it sucks the emotion out of the actor and portrays it is just amazing like every the director kind of has you do some kind of like soul gaze kind of thing into these characters where he keeps the camera on them maybe just a few seconds extra to really get the point of the emotion that they're portraying across and I'm just really loving it right now so not everyone looks superb in the show. So Kim So Hyun is totally a badass in this drama. What do we think about her kind of taking on the traditional historical male role and the characters are kind of reversed a little bit. And personally I am loving it. She's really owning up to these strong female characters. This is probably my favorite drama of hers so far since she's kind of jump to those more adult roles and she is owning the screen with this yes um i oh my gosh yes she i i love that she can go from the um like hard-eyed assassin to like almost um like just the pain in her eyes when she goes and sees her father and she tells him that she's the princess. Like it, that really was like, I felt it. (laughs) She's amazing. And that I love a great fight scene. I have just really enjoyed every single thing that she's been doing in this. I'm really, really impressed. Um, I have to third that she is, she, I loved the, the way she portrayed the queen versus the princess and even the princess and then the assassin, like she's had a little bit of, since her memories have come back of that more like responsibility, you can kind of see the shift that she's done in just the last half episode of four where, you know, she's, she's taken on that, like my country, my, uh, um, 
my people. And you can just see it in just the way that she's carrying herself. And I it really, um, she's small. So to see her like kicking other people's butts and everything, it she but she's making it believable. She there's no question in my mind when she's doing all of this that she can carry it out. And that as she keeps going throughout this drama, like I feel like the 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 role the character is going to continue taking on. She can handle it, and she's going to be fantastic. It was it's what I was hoping for when she was doing Tale of Noctu in that character and it that it was almost like a a cartoon of what she could have been with her little bow and arrow in that one but in this one it's like you you can see that opening scene where she's leading an army and she's going to be able to do that and i believe it jisoo goofy yet competent and i think this is where his his acting he really excels um there, he's had a lot of just kind of goofy characters, but um, and then they've also been serious. But like this one, he has he has to like kind of pretend he's goofy at some. So that I've looked, I've done a little research on his uh, the the folktale and stuff that this is based on. And so his character is based on, and it's funny when you look up the description because he was supposed to be bent over, um, not that attractive. And a bit dim, but a really great general who ex- who came, he came from nothing. He was poor and became and kind of worked his way up to becoming a general. And then he does end up marrying the princess is what the folktale or the, the, or the history when you look it up. And it's funny, of course, they they didn't keep the bent over and not attractive part of his character. <laughs> And then they made the dim part of it kind of an act. But in in some ways, he is also very innocent. And so I think Jisoo as an actor is so good at playing that slightly innocent, slightly dim character that you still really love. But I like that they made him the general's son so that he also has that where he kind of switches into the more serious. And then you can really see that, okay, he's going to become that general that uh, you see with his character as well. So both of them, I think, as actors, they're really good at that, like, I can see where they're going. And he just has, like, the sweetest, even though it's goofy and kind of not dumb, but, like, his smile just really lends to this type of character. So I I love him to bits. And the director is doing amazing at just making him look so good. I really like, there's this one scene... um, where he's collateral and he's being yes. medium tortured where he's hanging <laughs> upside down and kind of just like acting dim, you know, yeah. kind of like the bumpkin everyone keeps accusing him of being. And, you know, the, the I'm assuming maybe second lead, but there's this uh, female merchant that is mocking him and everything. And he just gets serious for like three seconds out of his bumpkin thing. And he's like, if she gets hurt, I will tear this place apart. And she thinks he's just like talking big and is like this idiot. But further on, after he kind of decides, well, enough is enough. He gets him itself out of his restraints, like within seconds. And she's kind of like, you could have gotten out, (laughs) you know? And he has these moments where suddenly his true strength just flashes and it's always kind of shocking, even as a viewer who knows he isn't this bumpkin. 
it always has that kind of shock value that I'm just loving. So that's really awesome. And I like that they explained with the dad telling him, you know, hide yourself. Don't shine. Be a fool. That yeah. Make you safe, you know. And so it kind of explains why he kind of does this bumpkin persona, even though he's very adept at uh, fighting and could easily be like the hero, you know, but he's kind of in hiding. And I like that whole aspect. So. So the scene you brought up is exactly the one I was thinking of just because um, he was, he's upside down. She's basically stabbing him and having his blood drip out. And she told him, you know, that she would keep coming back and doing that until the, um, till the girl comes back for him. And he's just taking it uh, and just, you know, kind of hanging there. And then there is a moment where he realizes that the girl is, might be in danger. Each, each time that he realizes that she might be in danger, his eyes harden and you see him almost like just transform from this kind of bumbling idiot persona to just like, he's going to rip somebody apart. Uh, and I love that. It's just a really great juxtaposition. Um, and it really plays into the same kinds of things that we're getting with her. So, um, yeah, love, I love his, I love him in this role, actually, really, because he's just sweet, and he loves her. You can just tell he loves her. But then by the end of episode four, you see his conflict, because mm -hmm. she's the reason that his dad died, and that all of these people are, are displaced, and, you know, it's just, wow. I think we're going to be um, opening ourselves up for a whole lot of heartache in the future. Um, I'm having like serious like um, flashbacks to Yu Sung Ho and, and anyway. Um, <laughs> well, I can't. I can't remember the name of it. Why, help Warrior me. Bactons. Yes, Warrior yeah. Bactons. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm having flashbacks to. I'm so afraid that it's going to end, and I'm going to be brokenhearted. But but with Better female characters. So oh my gosh, progress. way better. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, so the backstory with the Queen and General Kang Hanul in the beginning, Kim So Hyun plays both her mother and then the princess in the future. When I first saw this, I was pretty confused because I missed the part where it showed that we were um, kind of moving into the future. So I was having a hard time... Um, or I'm sorry, moving backwards. <laughs> so I was having a hard time with that whole, like, I was like, wait, what? Why is she, what? But anyway. <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, why'd she marry that guy? Yes. Is she dead? <laughs> right. That's what I was thinking. I was like, what? But anyway, um, so that was my first, first feeling of it. But as we've moved on and we've had a chance to see her play the queen as this very regal and quiet and almost um, just genteel, noble kind of person. And then you have that contrasted with who she is as this assassin girl. And it's, it really came into focus for me in this last episode where we have a flashback to the queen holding the baby princess and I did a double take because it took me a minute to be like wait that actually is her 
because she really did transform. It, she really kind of, I was like, it felt like a completely different character. Um, so at first, what kind of surprised me and, and was jarring, now I'm looking at and thinking, wow, that's actually, she was really pretty amazing in that. Um, and so I can see why they cast her for, for both. But what do you guys think? Um, it, I feel like um, it really helps, one, to establish how great of an actress she is. But it also helps to establish sometimes when um, people are supposed to recognize others when they're older <laughs> or whatever. Uh, it can be a little bit like they don't look anything alike when the actors don't play, actresses don't look like or whatever. But the king and his descent into insanity coupled with her showing back up and looking exactly like her mother um, really helps like push that narrative forward of like when he sees her, um, he thinks she's a ghost and he kind of knows that right away of like being freaked out by her. And it was very interesting to see in that she's a, she, she's a very young. And I think in the, the tale, uh, the folklore, when you look at it, she was a young prince, a young queen to begin with. But so she was super young when she married him, he's old enough to be your grandfather, pretty much. But even in the scene that you go back to, she, the way she played the role of the queen in that scene and with him, it was so cool to see the actress with him in that loving environment because mm -hmm. he hadn't really seen that before. And so it was like she did, you, that's when I kind of did the double take, like you said, of like, oh, it is, like, it is her. And that's <laughs> those two characters together. And um, she did a fabulous job. But, like, I do think that her playing both of them helps the viewer to be able to see how he, just seeing his daughter would kind of drive him a little bit further into insanity because, you know, she looks just like her. So, And I love that this just solidifies that finally she's starting to feel like an adult actress and not just always in my head thinking, oh, it's the teenager who is really good. You know, mm -hmm. oh, she's played all these young roles and now she's coming into her own. But it's like, no, she's not just the high school character or, you know, the actress that they placed too old. She can finally play these older roles. And I'm so thrilled about that because it was kind of hard for a couple of years where they were trying to put her in these older 20 year old roles and it just didn't work. And so I'm really excited that she's kind of hit that age where pretty much anything works for her now. So I'm thrilled with that. And before we go on, I think we need to talk about how hot Daddy General uh, <laughs> Conduel is, because, oh, my word, he is one hot dad. <laughs> I really need him. See, he's another actor that played the, the fool really well. Like, he in uh, Magnolia, not Magnolia, Camellia. Yeah. Uh, the one with Camellia Blooms, he played that doofus character really well. But he's, like, really good as the general. I want to see him in a full drama as this more grown-up serious Well, and character. that styling of his, like, mm. facial hair. Oh, my <laughs> word. He looks so good. Yeah. And, oh, I was sad it was just a cameo because yeah. I could have stared at him longer. And he was, yeah, he's such a good character. Like, he's got this, I mean, even though it's in flashbacks, right? But there's this, again, like, strength and nobility, and um, I just wanted more of him. Oh, 
there's the scene where he's like in the pit and his son is like crying to him and he's telling him, you know, go and be a fool. Um, and all I could think was like, you're playing a character that probably is more like 40s, you know, like age wise, maybe late 30s or something oh, like that. Right. So hot. But like, yeah. oh, my gosh. Like, and, and so not close to his real age, really, but. Oh my goodness, yeah. Hmm. There is a hot dad for you for sure. <laughs> when when we when we do a reboot of that hot dad podcast, we'll have to make sure we bring him back. Well, talking about not so hot dads, let's <laughs> chat about the crazy and totally selfish evil king dad who is doing a really well job performing like slightly insane drug addict, you know. Because I feel sympathy for him because he is being medicated into insanity and not being helped by his second queen and there's lying and and jealousy. But you can't like him because when he thought his supposed beloved wife was cheating on him with someone else, he went insane and killed everybody. <laughs> And was going to hack away at his daughter and had his wife murdered by soldiers. And that is so messed up. <laughs> so I think he's doing an amazing job. The actor and the whole character in itself. And I really am interested to see where they're going to go with it now that he knows that his daughter really is alive. Because after that first insane bout of jealousy, he did realize that it was total lies about his wife being with someone else. And he had obvious regret, which he totally deserved. Um, but what's he going to do in the future to keep his kids safe? I'm interested to see what goes on with that. Totally interested in that. Um, the fact that he's being kind of kept into this like drugged stupor. Um, I'm hoping that he recognizes that at some point and we can kind of get some clarity around that i'm really curious um as well that now that he knows that his daughter really is alive which direction is he gonna go like what you know how is he is he gonna bring her back to the palace and and try to um make something of her or um yeah i'm that's a really fascinating and he is crazy i mean the fact that he he just went nuts and had his wife killed this woman that I mean, you can see in that flashback scene where she has the baby, like he's got love in his eyes and, you know, he's. Well, treating... And then you see when he's massacring all the monks and chopping them up. And he looked completely like, insane. Whoa. Like he had bloodlust, yeah. you know, it was a crazy yeah. juxtaposition. And I think that, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. I want to really, I want to know what he's going to do next. So I think that that's the mark of, of a good character that. It's, I don't like him, but I do think that he is going to help us move this plot forward and I'm waiting to see what happens. I think it's interesting because, I mean, he's obviously, even from the the early on, he's being manipulated. So mm -hmm. will he be able to, I don't think without anybody's help, he'll be able to come out of his fog and realize that he's being manipulated the way that he is and be able to overcome it and gain control again. So I feel like he's going to have to have, and by the end of four, you kind of see where that help might come from for him. And 
if he gains control again, what does that mean for his daughter? I'm very interested to see if, if after the fog clears, does he want to reinstate his daughter? How does he even, does he even care about his, the crown prince, his son? Like, you know, does he care about him at all? Cause he's still in there. He's still kind of in the mix. And then he's got, He's got another child, right, by the other queen yeah. that, that helped manipulate him. Well, so maybe not his child. <laughs> the way she's sleeping around, you never know. Yeah, yeah, you don't know. But so yeah, his his character is definitely compelling to see what it means for our OTP and even for some of the um, the people within the palace that are currently there. So I'm excited to see where that goes. And the most important question, not the most, <laughs> for me at least, because the, the next question might be the most important for you two, but <laughs> the question for me, the biggest question for me is, are we feeling the OTP? And um, they establish their chemistry from the very first scene, and you feel it every single time they're together, and Jisoo or Onda uh, does love for her forms pretty fast and you can just see it in his eyes every single time he looks at her and I'm here for it. Like I love him watching her and looking at her and I'm, she's forming a bond with him, but I I'm looking forward to seeing her kind of looking at him that same way, which you see in that first scene, they, that first scene with them together is just, yeah, it was, you can see their chemistry right away and it was pretty amazing. I liked it. I would say this is probably one of their best chemistry-wise pairings for either of their various dramas. Mm -hmm. They definitely have amazing chemistry together. I love the way he looks all Twitter-pated at her, and it's just beautiful. Yes. The answer is yes. I'm feeling it. (laughs) I would... I mean, he makes me kind of want to run my hands all over him and feel him too, so... Um, (laughs) Just kidding. It's it's the cinematography, you know. It has nothing to do with anything else. It's just that I'm so amazed by the cinematography. So, yeah, I love them as an OTP. I think that they have really great chemistry, and I can't wait to see how it all evolves. But now let's talk about my favorite part, which is politicking. And do we think that there is just the right amount of politicking, or too much, or not enough? And I am all in for a good historical drama that has smart politicking. I love it that the, um, I think that we're going to find that the, the woman that's the herb seller and the adopted daughter um, of one of those, uh, one of the um, leaders is going to play a really important part in the politicking. And so I always enjoy um, seeing the smart women behind the scenes kind of politicking. Um, And you have in Kokorio, you have so many competing factions. So there's just so much politicking to go around. So for me, it's perfect. And this may surprise you, but (laughs) I actually think it's perfect too. But these are my favorite when there is a like an even balance between everyday life people where you can kind of see who and be a part of the life of the people outside the palace and you're you only get a little bit in the palace and you don't get all of the um scenes with the men sitting in the rooms (laughs) 
talking and talking about what's going to happen. You do kind of get that with the, with the soldiers a little bit here and the different the like the different people who are manipulating the king, but it, I don't mind it when it's done in this way of like, you know, they're trying to capture this or that or whatever is going on. So I think that there's just the perfect amount. Now it could become more political and I might change my mind later on, but <laughs> right now it's just perfect. I do think it's interesting that it is going to kind of the end of the three kingdom period of Mm -hmm. history. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one that's covered a lot less in historicals than a lot of the other dramas that we watch. And so it's an interesting look into a, a time period that we as viewers don't know quite as much about, or at least international viewers. I'm sure if we were in Korea, we'd know more about that time period, but internationally it's an interesting change from what we usually get so i'm enjoying that a lot so bad guy junior who is pretty hot in his own right do we think he's really going to follow in his father's footsteps is he going to like jump away and support the king and the princess because obviously he has feelings there where do we see this going for me the flashback when Um, she said, I think someday I'm going to have to basically take out your father. Um, and she's, you know, she's like, what will you do then? And he said that he would always be on her side. That sets us up really nicely for some really fun conflict. I mean, not fun necessarily, but I think for (laughs) viewers fun. Um, because he's going to be completely torn between his duty to his father and this childhood love that he had. Clearly, he was smitten with her. So I think that... Um, I, for, I like him as a character. I think he's he's got layers that we haven't even seen yet. And I, I'm enjoying him. So I think that... I think he will surprise us. That's what I think. See, and I think he's being pulled in more than just two directions. Because then you have the king as well. So like he's he and maybe the king he sees as being the same side as the princess, but it's not always going to be like that for him. And so I think he's really going to have to like decide between his dad, who is part of the manipulation, the king and then the princess. And I I think that they're all going to be on different sides eventually. And he's going to have to choose which one. But one of the things I'm interested in seeing and I really like when dramas um they don't have to be complete two separate couples, but I like when they play with having somebody else that the second lead guy or the second lead girl can be see, have scenes with and have chemistry with and kind of have something else besides just this guy pining over the princess and he's never going to get her because Jisoo. I mean, that's all. <laughs> but he's got the uh, I, I love the scenes with him and the um, adopted daughter, the herb lady that yeah her her her, i had to look her up because her she's got striking features that like i just um kind of just as soon as i started i was like oh i just need to know who she is and and i guess she's been in a lot of different dramas that i've watched or at least seen a little bit of but I, i don't remember her before so i really hope that they develop that relationship not that they have to be a couple but i just like seeing them together um and Age-wise, those actors are a little bit closer to each other, so I 
think that they play off each other really well. So his character is, it, I feel like, is going to be very instrumental. And then the the or like you said, hers as well. So I'm very interested to see what decisions he makes and how that affects everybody else. Well, I do like that the two second leads are very politically savvy. Mm-hmm. They're definitely thinking politics where our lead couple are just thinking survival right now. <laughs> and so I like that they bring the political stuff in without us having to jump into our leads being all political right away. So yeah. it's definitely working. All right. So the writer uses amnesia to push along her assassin story arc. But then she remembers as soon as um, we jump into the adult story. Um, do we think it, this was rushed? Do we even like this trope added? Um, I mean, she remembered a little bit later. It took a little bit for her. But I kind of think that if she hadn't remembered as soon as she did that where the story is headed could have felt like it took too long to get there. I might change my mind later, but I I don't know that they could have had her trained to be assass- an assassin the way that she did uh, without the amnesia. So for me, at least in this particular drama, I didn't hate it. I don't, it, it, it was just there kind of to move a few character arcs along. So I didn't mind it. See, I think I feel like it's, really rushed right now i think maybe once i see more episodes and see where they're going with the story i might feel like it worked well but without knowing where we're going forward it seemed like they concluded that really really fast Mm. like it just seemed like bam 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 she knows who she is he knows who she is everyone knows who she is and i was really expecting that to drag on for another two or three episodes And so it just seemed really fast for me. Yes, like, surprise, you're the princess. And now we all know that. Um, And it's only episode four. Actually, yeah, it was episode four by the time everybody really knew it. I am not a fan of the amnesia trope, usually. Um, But I keep thinking, like, how else would she be able to like have this whole assassin storyline and end up trying to assassinate her father and things like that. I just don't see another way that they could have done it. So it is sort of a plot device. Um, and they have a pretty plausible solution, you know, a reason um, because they specifically said that they drugged her and it, you know, wiped out her memories. Now, I don't know if that's really, you know, something that could really happen. <laughs> but, but at the same time, I could see them of just saying, hey, she watched her dad murder yeah. her mother and try to kill her. She kind of has a reason, yeah. you know? She sort of blocked so, it all out. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I could have seen it going a different direction. So I was kind of surprised by amnesia. And the way they introduced her memory kind of coming back, I wasn't sure if it was amnesia or if she just was kind of having flashback memories of the way it used to be. So it was kind of, I don't know. It didn't completely work for me. It did seem to me, it did seem rushed. I mean, it did. But then again, like you said, we are four episodes in. I'm not sure, you know, where they're going with this. And is it really important for the rest of the storyline for her to be fully aware that she's the princess? Um, Because we don't really know where we're going next. So I'll wait and see and see how we do. So as far as a favorite scene so far, do you have one that really kind of stuck in your mind and really caught your attention? 
So for me, I'm trying to think, um, there are several that as I, I look back and I think about, um, the one that I keep remembering is the scene early on with um, where she's playing the queen and she takes the sword and she's fighting people off and you have Kung Hanul there. And I remember watching that scene and thinking, like, we had just seen others' um, experiences where the where she was, like, dressed up and, and chopping people with a sword and, you know, like, and I was so struck by how even as the queen, she had like a different sword style. Like she was just elegant in the way she was doing it. And um, I just thought, wow, they've really paid attention to so many little details. And Kang Hanul was hot. <laughs> um, there is a scene, but I think K-Muse is probably possibly going to talk about it. So I, I, I think, and it's probably just because I watched it today and it made me cry. It just... The her after she's realized who she is and, and the um, Jisoo a little bit more serious at his father's funeral and everything um, that lead up of just seeing a little bit of kind of their real characters instead of who they thought they were for a while. I really liked that image coupled with that first scene. I like the first scene just kind of sticks in my head a lot mm. of just her on the horse riding down, fighting and then finding her her love and getting to him. So those I think are my two that stick out. Can I just say all of episode 4? I loved <laughs> episode 4. It there were so many just great moments between mm. all of the characters and like all four of the leads the king like there was just some really strong acting moments that stood out in episode or episode four and so i'm just gonna say episode four i loved it all <laughs> but which scene did you think i was gonna say for sure oh um kong hanul in the when he was down in the cage looking up and talking oh, to his son and that stuff was like good, the, that was a good scene the way it was lit and everything was Pretty I, I will say I didn't really feel the younger actor for Jisoo's character in that. Yeah, I agree. I think that is one of the things that kind of like took me out of the moment. It just, that actor just didn't feel like the older version of him. It was kind of a weaker performance. And so yeah. if I had to say that probably kept it from the for sure being my favorite moment, but I liked all of episode four. Like, especially I think, her performance with her nanny and then the king, like that whole scene mm. where she's going around the castle or um, the palace mm -hmm. and seeing her father and then seeing her nanny and the nanny doing her hair. It was really beautiful. And so I like that whole scene. Do we have a favorite character that isn't the OTP? I really like his mom. <laughs> Because she burnt out her eyes. Oh my god, that now was she's awful. Blind, but super feisty. I love that character. She has so much personality. The actress is doing an amazing job with it. You know, where she's smacking her son for being an idiot and <laughs> gone on a girl. Like the whole, she's just a great character. So that's my favorite. So mine is the little princess from Last Empress who's in the village. Um, so she calls him Orabani, so she calls him Big Brother. Oh. 
<laughs> she's like the it girl right now for, you know, playing young characters. Um, and she's been in just about everything. But I really like her. I think she's got sass and probably a huge future in dramas. So I really like the Hey Mo Young, the um, herb yeah, I like her too. When this, yeah, she, the second lead actress. Like, I, sh- I just think her character and some dramas really use those types of characters well, and I just end up loving them. And then some dramas just kind of have the potential and don't do much with them. So I'm really hoping that this will be a drama that uses her to who to the potential that the character has. She could be very intriguing, and I really liked her so far. So let's talk about the changes. In particular, um, as we said in the beginning here, Jisoo was replaced by another actor. And let's just talk for a minute about what we felt when we realized that this role was going to have to be replaced or was going to be replaced. So I want to say that, um, I mean, you can hear from from our podcast that we pre-recorded that um, we were all really excited about this drama. So I, and especially the chemistry between Kim Sohyun and Jisoo. And so I was very disappointed when I heard that the role was going to have to be replaced. Um, Setting aside anything about the scandal and whatnot, I was just really disappointed because I was really enjoying this drama. I thought they had really great chemistry and I was really looking forward to seeing Kim Kim Sohyun kind of come into her own in this drama um, and really have a chance to shine. What about you guys? I think I agree. Um, although I have watched dramas where whether the actor quit or was recast for whatever reason, scandals, I have watched dramas before where I was able to go on. There was, what was it? It was a drama, revenge, the revenge drama. drama. What was yeah, that? I mm. don't remember, but it had the actress and then she, she yeah. and the director had big issues and she quit right in the middle. And they recast within a week. She just had, had a haircut. haircut. <laughs> yes, they had a haircut, and it's a new actress. And surprisingly, it did not ruin the show. No, it was still all. really good. She because she had the right vibe. What was that show? It was oh, around the same time as Misty, it's the but Penthouse it was writer, correct? The that's the writer that did that one too. Possibly. I feel like it was the same writer. Like it's the extreme Mokshong. Yeah, like. Over the top. So it totally worked with it. However, I'm not sure that this is, especially with it being historical, it's the kind that you can just shuffle in someone. So, yeah, we'll talk about more about that later. But I was very disappointed, but I was willing to give it a try. Same. Mm-hmm. For me, the biggest aspect of it is how many episodes they had recorded by that time. So they had already filmed 18 episodes and only had two to go. So I knew that by replacing him, they would have to do a ton of reshooting. And anytime you're doing that, you're having people reshoot the scenes that they've already done with completely different person. And I just, if it had been that they had only done like eight or nine, then I think I I would feel a little bit different. But right off the bat, I was just like, oh, this is just, it's so much work for the actors who are already exhausted by that that point. When you're at the end of the record, like the shooting schedule, they're already tired. So I was just like, it's going to be a lot of 
tired people having to redo stuff with this new actor and, and the poor actor having to kind of come in there and, and redo stuff. So I was pretty hesitant about it working out, but I was, I was willing to give it a try and see what would happen. So Nan Wu was the actor that replaced Jisoo. Do we have any opinions on his acting before he landed this role? Um, I had just finished watching him in Mr. Queen, and he actually did quite a good job. He was the second lead. You know, obviously he's not going to be as dynamic as the actors they had for the main leads in that one, but he did a very good job to the point where I noticed him. So while I wasn't thrilled about the whole situation in a whole, he's not the worst actor that they could choose because he kind of physically feels the same dimensions. So... Yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch enough of Mr. Queen to have much of an opinion. I remember noticing him, but I, I think I also got, I don't know. Like, I again, I didn't watch enough for him to make a lasting impression on me. So I didn't have much of an opinion before watching him. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, I thought he was fine. Um and I, but I just think that, like you said, he he has the same. I think you said the same dimensions, right? Like so, <laughs> he's tall. He it does. It's he does. true. He yes. the same space. Yes, mm-hmm. you're right. That's exactly that's exactly right. Like it, it feels like he's sort of a stand-in. Um, but in my experience with just seeing him before, um, like I said, it's not he's not an actor that's really caught my eye as somebody who I'm like, wow, that's somebody who's really phenomenal. Um, and so if if you hadn't said that he was in Mr. Queen, I probably wouldn't have been able to think of something I've seen him in. Um, has he been in anything besides that? I believe he was in um, Pop-Up Bar, the Mystic Pop-Up oh, yeah. Bar. He was one of the side characters in that. And there was a few others where he had been side characters, but I don't recall him from those. Oh, way so. back. He was in Shiner Go Crazy. Which is way, way, way back. <laughs> yeah. And he was in Cinderella and the Four Nights as somebody in one episode and Golden Punch, yeah. which I didn't pouch. Sorry, not punch. Golden Punch. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So now for the important question, how is he doing? And I will admit, so they were able to slip him in in a couple of scenes in in episode, was it episode six or seven? I think it was seven. So I did watch um, the few scenes that he was in for that, or a little bit of it. And then I skipped because I, I heard that he wasn't in much of some of the, the other scenes. And I actually skipped the last two episodes that Jisoo was in. So I kind of skipped a lot of story, but the way that they did like a recap at the beginning, it was kind of like, oh, okay, so now she's in the palace. Okay, that makes sense. So it didn't feel like I missed too much. But then I watched the first episode where he was really in a lot of scenes. And then one of the first episodes that he had scenes with Kim So-hyun. So I watched that. Um, I think it's episode nine. And I can see glimmers. I can see glimmers of the possibility of what he could become. If, he, you know, given the full, like, so maybe by the end of the season, the series, he would be able to kind of take on that role but it's so it feels so awkward right now it just feels like he's he's got a really hard task 
as somebody who hasn't really had a lot of really big roles. I think honestly, Mr. Queen was his first bigger role as the second lead. It was, and it was definitely not in a similar character at all. And I think that the character, um, itself, I think we talked about in the, what people just listened to the recording you have to have a charm to you to be able to play a character that's not really in that attractive of clothes that is kind of looked at a little bit dim and like goofy and pull it off. And he's just not pulling off that charm. And I kind of with everything that's going on, it's hard to say that I miss the Jisoo charm, but that's kind of what is missing is yeah is is there's just not that charm to it of that you know the character he's he's okay in the more uh serious scenes but definitely in nine there is the scene where they're together in a room like the and they're playing that's playing off each other oh i was just like this just doesn't feel right it just doesn't feel like and of course it's her second time doing the scene with somebody complete because they had that scene recorded everything so I mean I get it but it's just it just felt weird and even when he's like standing up for her and talking about his dad and stuff in the throne room that scene just felt it yes. didn't have the the power and the authority you know like that I know it could have or probably did when it was recorded the first time so like I don't know it was it, I just yeah I don't, yeah. I don't think it's <laughs> I don't think it's working for me He's just not, he doesn't have the same charisma on screen, right? And, you know, so while he's taking up the same amount of space, it doesn't draw your eye the same way. There isn't the same chemistry, not just with with the leading lady, with Mm -hmm. Kim Soo-hyun, but with others as well. And so it feels like a little clunky to me. And, And part of it is, like, I was really enjoying it. And so then you kind of put this in and I, I've been trying to balance like, okay, it's not his fault. I mean, he's new and he's, you know, he has to sort of quickly try to reestablish the chemistry that they've all developed mm-hmm. over a number of weeks together um, on top of like, you know, dealing with all the scandal and whatnot. What's what I'm struggling with is that um, the E.G. Hoon character, um, <laughs> like, I am more drawn to him mm-hmm. now. Um, and I don't know if I was before in the same way, but um, I'm I'm like, oh, well, maybe, you know, I mean, he does really care about her. Um, and obsessively so, at this point. I, exactly. Yeah. I know it's obsessive, but like, but there's a part of me that's like, uh, and then she, there's a scene where she basically claims that she's already married to um, the other character and the one that was played by Jisoo and um, it didn't ring true at mm-hmm. all like mm-hmm. it just I was like oh so yeah I, so as far as he's doing I mean I he's doing fine but it's not it just doesn't have the same shimmer and shine that that I felt before and so um, but I want to say that I think she is doing an amazing job considering she's redoing scenes and she's trying to reestablish chemistry with somebody brand new. Mm-hmm. So I watched nine and then part of 10 because I was like, I need more after that kiss because, yeah. <laughs> it, it was. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't good. I think my problem is in my head, I keep thinking, well, GC would have done this differently. Mm-hmm. Like, I almost like superimpose what he would have done. 
in my brain over the new actor. It also does not help that it, they have almost like a sibling vibe rather than a romantic vibe for me. Yeah. I'm, you know, the cute, flirty, you know, it does not feel like they're married. Like they were laying next to each other on the ground and it's like, yeah, no, <laughs> you yeah. know. Um, so it's just not. I think he's a perfectly good actor and I would, if he had been the actor from the get go, I might feel differently because I would have, you know, he's, he's doing a perfectly fine job, but because he's going against someone who is doing a phenomenal job before, it's just really glaringly obvious comparative. And so I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I would definitely watch something with him in it again. It's just not at, with this whole situation. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. So here's our question. Will we continue watching? Uh, I'm going to say, I don't know. (laughs) I don't (laughs) like, I have so many other things on my plate right now that this is certainly not the one that I am, you know, I mean, I watched, I watched this up through nine or 10 um, because I wanted to be able to give it a shot and, and be able to really talk about this new actor taking over and, and whatnot. But I, the story doesn't feel the same to me. And so I might just need a little more time and maybe come back to it. But right now, it's it's not capturing my attention. Um, for me, I think I'm going to have to put this to the side I really wanted to really continue because I love historicals and I love the story, but it's just not working for me. And I don't want to like force myself for 10 more hours to go, okay, well, I, you know, I'll finish it for the cast. I would like to say I'm that type of person, but I have like five Chinese dramas I'm watching right now. And I just do not have the time to add in 10 more hours of something that, I'm lukewarm about, so I think I'm going to drop it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sadly, I wish I was that, you know, just support the actors and, and, and everything. And, and if I was giving actual ratings on, you know, the TV network or whatever, I might consider doing it. Um, but no, I just, it, it, there's too much other stuff going on right now. And, and it, I, just not feeling it and again I skipped a lot of stuff to get to the point of watching his performance so I've just missed a lot and I'm just not going to go back well and I feel so bad because there's several girls on our Patreon Discord Mm. channel that are like we're going to go for it we're going to support the actors (laughs) and they're awesome they're awesome absolutely and (laughs) I I just can't I have so much dramas to watch like it's insane and so I love you all on the Discord channel, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and You'll we have really to go chatting yeah. without me on that. And right? if they finish it and say, you know what, by the end he really, you know, owned it and it was awesome and the story was great, there is always the ability to just go back and finish it. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. I will that let is... them be our test dummies for that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is the beauty of having a K-drama community yeah. is that you can let others continue on. And if they say it's great, then we just go back. Yep. So I'm happy with that solution. Yeah, absolutely. 
So thank you for joining us. We'd love to hear what you thought about this episode. You can reach us on Twitter, on Facebook, or through our Patreon page. The links are in our show notes. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say, and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. <laughs>